E-P-G. Electric. Oh, no. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. We're here on the campus at Inept Tech as Coach Art Turf and his football team getting ready for their first game of the season, a, a road game, and I see you're loading up all of the... All right, bring them bags over here. All of the equipment and all of the players Put coming out. in the back. Getting ready to head to the airport, I guess. Uh, getting the front seat. For that trip to Oklahoma, and that's quite a ways out there, Coach. Uh, what do you have, a uh, commercial flight, or are you going to fly charter? Man, them bags is heavy, and... You know, I'm gonna pretend I didn't even hear that fly commercial, fly charter shoot. We're not loading up to go to the airport. We're loading up to go to Oklahoma. What uh, What is your means of transportation? This is a very well, unusual. This, this is it right here. You probably never have seen nothing like this before. I haven't, Cole. What is that? Well, this is uh, this is what you call your 19 and 37 Packard. You know, there's a story that goes with that back to the time I first started coaching here at NAP Tech back in 1937 president of the university gave us this real nice 1937 Packard to make all of our road trips in he said coach just as soon as you first win your first ball game then we're going to provide you a nice airplane where you can go to all your road ball games in and, and of course we're still rolling around that 1937 Packard well coach it seems like that this is a uh uh, done you well over the years and uh, you do plan to use it again this year on the road well we've uh, put a few miles on, on this rascal we put a few tires on we got a real fine driver that gets us to all of our places uh, wrong way Reitman you know he didn't have enough athletic ability to make the ball team seemed like he picked up a fumble and and run 73 yards for a safety one ball game we couldn't have that we can't we can't give our opponents points in the ball games that's just like giving them away so we made him our driver and he gets us to the places we want to go to most of the time. You don't carry all of your players in this one vehicle, do you? No, well, some of them ride in the back seat, some of them ride up in the top, and of course, Needles, he rides on the running board. And we'll be back to see Coach Turf and the Oysters off to Oklahoma right after we pause for this message. And the Art Turf Show is proudly sponsored today by the Queen City of Charlotte, North Carolina. We're back on campus with Coach Art Turf as his 1937 Packard just cranking up. Coach started right away. Boy, I'm telling you, it runs like, just like a Swiss watch. Well, Coach, oh, we... It's running real fine. Coach, listen to that baby purr. Who knows the way to Oklahoma? It sounds good, Coach. Do you have your, uh, do you have your road map sound? Let's get the road map. Coach, I would have thought you would have made uh, better preparations than this for a, for a long road trip. We didn't put gas in this baby, did we? We never did really actually talk about your game plan. I know you're awfully busy now trying to get everything That's organized. That's where the game plan is. Somebody wrote it on the back of the road map. Who's got the road map? The Oysters are getting ready to go to Oklahoma in just a few minutes to play South Oklahoma State in the first right, ball game of the season. All right, let's go. Here we go. Coach, it looks like a flat tire. Well, it is a flat tire. Looks like we may have to make this road ball game a home ball game. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Keep it. 
40 degrees outside right now here on uh, Columbus Road. They say it'll only gain about uh, 7 or 8 more degrees of, uh, of of warmth, I guess you might say. And we've got some light rain possible. Tomorrow, they even have the word snow in the forecast. And not a lot of it, just, you know, some snowflakes, for crying out loud. Tomorrow's high 43, so whatever it'll be, it'll be, and it'll only be a while. Anyway, they also mention light snow even on Sunday where it'll be 39, our high. Oh, well. Look ahead. On Monday, they've got a bright sun. 40 degrees, sunny. I'm just ready for... Wait a minute. Wednesday, 75 (laughs) degrees. It's like a yo-yo. Yeah. Up and down, up and down. Yeah, like a roller coaster ride on the old thermometer. Yeah. It's going to be like really cold i don't know if you heard me earlier but i had to check the calendar when brian hughes said down to 20 degrees saturday night and then 19 degrees sunday night really yeah i had to look to see make sure we weren't still in january let's see this is march right yeah okay (laughs) well um hmm. okay well, today is, uh, I think, March 25th. You think correct. And uh, in terms of designations, uh, our list here says it's National Medal of Honor Day. It's Tolkien um, Reading Day. He was an author, right? Yes. And National Lobster Newberg Day, which... Uh, is something I really enjoy. Had a um, couscous with shrimp last night. Mmm. Some asparagus. It was wonderful. Well, tell us what lobster Newberg is. Have you had it? You've had oh, it. M- many times. Many times. It can vary from chef to chef a little bit. But it's basically a uh, a lot of lobster in a a, a white sauce, and um, often served over rice. I suppose it could also be served over uh, couscous or something like that. Um, look it up and see if I'm messed up. Pasta, po- uh, over possibly. pasta, yes. Okay. But uh, just Google Lobster Newberg. Let's see if I'm on track or not. It was something I thoroughly enjoyed in Maine when we lived up there. And, um, but that's been a while, and I want to make sure I've got it right. Okay. He sound like that uh, opening for the Three Stooges at 8 o'clock. 
Moe wakes up and he says, What are you two doing? I'm wide awake. It's 11 o'clock. The other two are still sleeping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm Lobster. Just, I'm just teasing you on your... Uh, yeah. Your... Lobster Newberg is an American seafood dish made from lobster. Wow. There's something to hang your hat on. Butter, cream, cognac, sherry, and eggs with a secret ingredient found to be cayenne pepper. A modern legend with no primary or, or early sources states that the dish was invented by Ben Wenberg, a sea captain in the fruit trade. Well, that didn't really help us too much. I mean, it all sounds good, but... Well, Chunk, chunks of lobster in sauce. Yeah. 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 Okay. With all those ingredients. And uh, why is it called Lobster Newberg? It was originally introduced by that wealthy sea captain, Ben Wenberg, when he engaged in the fruit trade between Cuba and New York. When on shore, he customarily ate at Delmonico's Restaurant. I've heard of that place. Yes. Never been there, but I've heard of it. it let's see. Okay, look that one up. Which one? Demo- Delmonico. Oh, Delmonico's? Um, boy, that rings so many bells for me. But I Rings a bang? Delmonico's Restaurant. In New York City, it's a steakhouse. Yes. Top-rated New York City steakhouse. Founded when? Winner, uh, 1837. Wow. Wow. Home of the Delmonico's Steak and Baked Alaska. (sighs) I wasn't hungry when I started this show, but I'm getting there now. Yeah, we are foodies. Well, it sounds like you had a... Pretty good dinner last night. Yes, indeed, out at the country club. All right, let's see here. Um, On this day in history, let's go that direction. Um, In the year 31, on this date of March 25th, it was the first Easter. And uh, this is according to calendar maker Dionysius Excuus. Excuus. You know, I think I said that pretty well for as weirdly as it's spelled. Well, yabba dabba do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then we skip ahead all of um, 1,400 years. To the year 1436, when Florentine Cathedral. Oh, now I'm really tested here. Cathedrale di Santa Maria del Fiore. Very nice. Thank you. Anyway, with then the largest dome in the world by by Filippo Brunelleschi. Consecrated by Pope Eugene the Fourth, began nineteen 
1926. Okay, see, uh, okay, I get it now. They started the construction on this project in 1296. It was finished in 1436. It took them, um, let's see, what would that be? 12, 13. It took them nearly 150 years to build this cathedral. And um, upon its completion in 1436, the Pope consecrated it. Think of working on a project like that, which you didn't get to see the end of. Yeah. You know? Well, that's a long time. I wonder why it was so long. Okay, moving on. 1807, we now are in, in British Parliament, abolishes slave trade throughout the British Empire. There was a penalty of 120 francs, I guess it is, per slave introduced for ship captains. Eighteen ninety-five, Italian troops invade what uh, today is Ethiopia, Abyssinia. I think it was back then. Nineteen sixty, the first guided missile launched from nuclear-powered sub. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes these facts are. Uh, Easier to read than others. <laughs> okay, famous birthdays. That this is, this will be a bit better here. Okay. Um, Aretha Franklin. Beautiful singer. She was terrific. Yes, Aretha Louise Franklin was an American singer, songwriter, and pianist. Referred to as the Queen of Soul. She was born on this date in 1942. She did pass in 2018. In Detroit. She has twice been placed ninth in Rolling Stone's 100 Greatest Artists of All Time with global sales of over 75 million records. Aretha is one of the world's best-selling music artists. Um... Motown, right? Yeah. yeah. Lots of that. I mean, wasn't that the label? Or am I um, Doesn't mention that okay. here. Well, we'll, I'm going to make the assumption. Yeah, I would say that was probably pretty close. Okay, who R -E -S -P -E -C -T. else do we have? Yeah. That went through my head immediately when I brought her name out a moment ago. Okay, next. Um, let's see here. We'll, we'll do all the folks that have passed first. We only have two more of these. David Lean, L-E-A-N, born in 1908, died in 1991. Sir David Lean was an English film director, producer, screenwriter, and editor Widely considered one of the most influential directors of all time, Lean directed the large-scale epics The Bridge on the River Kwai, oh, yes. Lawrence of Arabia, wow. Dr. Zhivago, and A Passage to India. What a list. Yes, indeed. 
Yeah, the next guy, I, I for some reason or another, I think he was a bad guy, Jack Ruby. And um, but maybe I'm just all confused. We'll find out here in a second. Anyway, he was born in 1911 on this date. Well, he was the one that shot Lee Harvey Oswald. Well, that's what I needed. I I yeah. knew there was I, for some reason or other. I thought he was a bad guy. Yeah, and he was. And he uh, died in 1967. Yes, before the files were officially closed so they could find out if if and uh, possibly any connection to, you know, the all, all the conspiracy theories mm-hmm. of the assassination of uh, President Kennedy. Jack Leon Ruby was an American nightclub owner who murdered Lee Harvey Oswald when he fatally shot him on November 24, 1963, while Oswald was in police custody after being charged with both the murder of John F. Kennedy, the incumbent United States president, and the murder of Dallas policeman J.D. Tippett. I think uh, Ruby died in jail. Yeah. Um... Now, now, okay, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I mean, certainly nobody should kill anybody under um, God's law, at least. Um, Thou shalt not. You know, I mean, wartime, everything gets a little different. But Lee Harvey Oswald assassinated our president. That's the one angle, yes. Here is someone who may have not been necessarily a bad guy, but was so distraught at someone having done that that he quickly planned to take that bad guy out and um, was so personally you know what I mean yes and there's a theory too that Jack Ruby was sent to silence Oswald so they could blame Oswald solely on the assassination with all these conspiracies floating around that's right I've heard, uh, I'm now remembering that story yeah. more than one shooter more than Oswald because ballistics tests have tried over and over to shoot as many times as Oswald did with the rifle that he had and they say it was highly unlikely one conspiracy theory says that it was highly unlikely that Oswald was the only shooter that day well anyway moving on Elton John Sir Elton John 75 years old today. He's, of course, alive. Very talented. You ever seen him in concert? Um, It seems like... No, no, I don't think so. He is fantastic. And he plays. And I don't know if you've ever been to a show where entertainers, they sing and then they talk for like five or ten minutes in between songs. Mm Mm-hmm. And they sing again and talk again for a while. Elton John just has so many hits that he keeps playing. I mean, he may say a few things in between songs, but he keeps going. And uh, 
I I really enjoy that, and I seem to think that a lot of audiences enjoy that too. That he keeps playing. So non- nonstop hit music. Yeah, I mean uh, he's something else. He is one of the most successful artists of all time, having sold over 300 million records in a six-decade career in music. He's collaborated with lyricist Bernie Taupin since 1967. Now, he's 75. 75. Mm -hmm. And they're saying a 60-year career. That means he started at the age of 15. He, I think he did, yes. Wow. Yeah, it was uh, very early when he started playing and composing. Claude Debussy. We're, we're now to the... These are famous deaths that occurred on this date of... Um, what, did, what did I say? March 25th, right? Yes. Um, Claude Debussy. I, back when I had piano lessons and everything with Opal Gilpatrick. I played some tunes that he had uh, some some pieces he had composed. He was a French composer. He is sometimes seen as the first impressionist composer, although he vigorously rejected that term. He was one of the most influential composers of the late 19th and early 20th centuries. What was the term he didn't like? Uh, first impressionist. First impressionist composer. He did mm-hmm. not like that apparently. Hmm. What is his most famous piece? La Mer, from nineteen oh five. L A capital M E R. Um, the other famous death we have to mention today is that of uh, Faisal uh, of Saudi Arabia. Um who was born in 1906, but died on this date in 1975. Spell that. F-A-I-S-A-L of Saudi Arabia. King Faisal, I remember that name, was a Saudi Arabian statesman and diplomat who was king of Saudi Arabia from November of 1964 until his assassination of, uh, uh, in 1975. What is he famous for? He was an influential figure of the Arab world known as, known for his statecraft at home and his assertiveness abroad. Um, folks, um, you know, for... I hope you don't mind me doing this. Uh, but for several years now, On a nearly daily basis, I would give you the updated COVID statistics. As COVID is being more and more um, resolved in most places in our world, um, the health agencies made the decision about week and a half ago to start reporting only weekly figures rather than daily figures. 
So in front of me, I have, and they and they were going to do that on every Thursday. So today, being Friday, I have yesterday's figures. So let's let's go through this for a few minutes, and Scott, I'll we'll converse about it. Um. Let's start with um, Athens. We'll go backwards. Athens, Ohio, U.S., then world. In the last week, we've had two additional deaths. We now stand at 137 deaths in our county since, uh, what, two years ago this all began. Um, <laughs> in the last uh, week, we've had 20 additional people vaccinated. <laughs> but anyway, I, I shouldn't chuckle. Which means 53.64% of our county's population has been vaccinated. Um, a week ago, we had 14,130 people who have recovered from it. We're now up to 14,216. So about 85 better. In the hospital, a week ago, we had 341 people. Obviously, they're not the same people, but we still have 341 being hospitalized in Athens County. The cases. We have 46 new cases in the last week. That's terrific. Keep it up, folks. <coughs> Let's see here. Now, um, if we were like the rest of our state, we would have had 454, I'm sorry, 450 even additional cases. Okay? Now, state of Ohio. Um... In the last week, there were 3,668 new cases statewide, bringing the total case count since it all began to 2,669,000 6,698. Now, that's 22.8 so let's just call it 23% of our state's population has had COVID in one form or another. Here in, Ohio, here in Athens, it was 22%, so very similar. 
Um, right now, how many active cases in the state of Ohio? We have 51,325 cases active. Um, there are 13, uh, of the 51,000, 13,365 are in an ICU unit. see here. Recovery rate, okay? A week ago, we had 2,612,000 that have recovered. Now we're up to 2,618,000 that have recovered. Vaccination rate, 62.17%. A week ago, now it's 62.23%. Any way you look at it, it's better than Athens (laughs) for vaccinations. Um, New deaths. Uh, A week ago on this date, we had had 198 new deaths. In the same period, but this week, 185. That's an improvement, for sure. Uh, Deaths total since this thing began, deaths attributable to COVID. Uh, We have had 37,793 Ohioans pass. The median age, 38. 45% were males. 30, I'm sorry, 45% were, come on, Palmer. 45% were males, 54% females. The United States. Did we do this? Should we do it? What do you think? Yeah, you haven't done it for... A week. A week. Okay, let's keep going. In the United States, we have three hundred and almost 333 million people living here. Um, in the last week, there have been 186,439 new cases. Bringing the total, since it all began, to 81,537,322. Vaccination rate for the the nation, 76.66%, which is 255 million people. In the last week, there were 5,422 new deaths. Total death rate since it all began, 1,000,494. 
Currently active cases in the United States stands at 16,897,696. Now, just here's, here's where it really shows up. A week ago, it was 23.5 million. Today, it's 16.8 million. How about the recovery number? A week ago, it was 56,800,000. This week, 63,600,000. A big jump of those recovered. Keep it up. Keep it up, folks. Finally, the world stats. Uh, the world stance, um, there's a couple countries that have caused it to be a, a, a bit different in results. So we've had, um, like a week ago, we had 6 million new cases. The week that just finished, we had 11 million new cases. Vaccination rate, we were at 63.9%. This week, 64.2% of the population has been vaccinated. Last week, we had 20,000 new deaths. This this week, 43,000 new deaths. This is worldwide. Now, but again, when you look at active cases, last week we had 62 million active cases, this week 58 million. So that's a step in the right direction. If you look at the recovery rate, this is worldwide figures again, 397 million had recovered a week ago. This week, 412 million. Okay. So I'm sure some of you are pleased that we only have to do this once a week now. (laughs) But um, the stats, with just a few odd countries, have improved significantly. Okay. Gives a little bit of a picture of the trend and it's it's a, a little bit promising i guess or encouraging there we go yes we'd like to think so um yesterday we had um Svetlana join us talking about the ukraine she's a native of that nation has family back there that sort of thing um I have uh, several reports this morning saying the U.S. would welcome up to 100,000 
Ukrainian refugees that was announced yesterday as part of an expanded effort to help those feeling the fallout from Russia's month-long invasion of that country. The number is about 3% of the nearly 3.6 million refugees that have departed to neighboring countries. Another 6.5 million residents have been displaced inside the Ukraine, which had a pre-war population of 44 million people. President Joe Biden has uh, pledged about $1 billion in humanitarian aid. Um, okay. Pakistan. Their parliament will convene today to consider a vote of no confidence against the embattled Prime Minister Khan, K-H-A-N. If approved, Khan's government would resign with the possibility of a coalition of opposition parties taking its place. Opponents have accused Khan of mismanaging the economy which has been battered by inflation and high government debt. Khan's PTI party has 150 members in the National Assembly, short of the 172 majority vote needed to remain in power. Opposition parties have 163 confirmed votes, but say they may pass the threshold with the help of defections from Khan's party. Do you remember Khan is a former cricket star? Uh, I think we discussed that at one point. Yeah? Yeah. He actually took office in 2018, but he was a sports star there. and recently has resisted weeks of calls to resign and avoid the referendum. Incidentally, no prime minister has ever carried out a full five-year term in that country's history. (laughs) So. Good luck with that. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. Look at the New York Times a bit. By the way, today is Friday. Um, There's a story about people hiding in their basements in rooms they felt were more protective if bombing should occur in um, the, the Ukraine. I think most of you you can use your imaginations. There's pictures of people who have fled to uh, underground subway halls, 
theater buildings, all sorts of things. A lot of, a lot of very sad faces. So let's see here. I'm, I think, uh, I think we've done okay by that concept this week. Now, when when we've done some of the. Um, I don't know, funny stuff. Have you had any feedback? Um, yeah. Was it good or bad? Both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had both, too. And it makes me wonder. Um, I mean, I don't want to do things people don't like. Well, you know, with radio, it's impossible to please everybody. But we try. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, to try to please everybody, but kind of hard to do. But you know what? It's all in fun. As corny as the jokes may be, it's all in fun. You know, this is a time in our history that we could all use some laugh and smile. Yeah. I say that singular because here. it applies to everybody. I'm going to pass you this thing here. Uh-oh. <laughs> this way, it's not just Dave that's being Yeah, I'll bad. be. Yeah, now I'll be the fall guy too, no, right? Along, that's right, along with me. Oh, I Chewbacca. Just what do you bet that somebody texting me on this topic? Let's see here. Okay. So uh, I'm in here, and the message reads, oops, wrong, wrong thing. No, it's not what I thought it was. Okay. I thought it would be somebody jamming us. Okay. <laughs> what do you call a boomerang that does not return? A stick. A stick, yes, yes. <laughs> um... Why was Dumbo sad? Well, he felt irrelevant. Uh huh. See? Yeah. Your turn. What grades did the pirate get on his report card? Seven C's. Oh. Sailing the seven C's. I get it. Okay. How do you make a tissue dance? Some of you are going to go, ew, on this one. Put a little boogie in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you might um, uh, read them to yourself first. <laughs> I did. Okay. <laughs> I did. And still chose to Yeah. Do. Okay. Why not? <laughs> boogie is a dance, you know. <laughs> Um, let's see. A man sued an airline company after it lost his luggage. Sadly, he lost his case. Uh, wah, wah, wah. What do you call a person with a briefcase in a tree? A branch manager. Oh, that's, that's okay. Okay. I lost my mood ring, and now I don't know how. To feel about it. 
Yeah. Yesterday, I accidentally swallowed some food coloring. The doctor says I'm okay, but I feel like I've died a little inside. Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) What do you call a fish with no eye? I give what? F-S-H. Oh, fish. No, there's no letter I in F-S-H. I get it. (laughs) So it's a fish. (laughs) Fish. Fish. Something like that. Yeah. Um, You know, if, if you don't know what apocalypse means, it's not the end of the world. Got it. (laughs) Your turn. Uh, Let's see. Okay, I read this one before, but I'm going to do it anyway. Where do skunks pray? In pews. In pews. Okay. Um... My friend drove his expensive car into a tree and found out how his Mercedes bends. <laughs> Becoming a vegetarian is one big mistake. Mistake. Okay. Let's see here. I'm looking over here. Um, this is it here, right? Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Those Keep going. <laughs> now, go ahead now. What's your next one? Oh, um, let's see. Why are groups of fish so intelligent? Because they travel in schools. In school, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Here's one for you since you were a, a famous drummer. Oh, stop that. What did the drummer name her twin daughters? Here, I'll give you a hint. Lawrence Welk. Anna one, Anna two. Oh. Anna one. Anna one. Anna two. I tried buying camouflage the other day, but I couldn't find any. I put camouflage in my closet, and I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> Never trust an atom. They make up everything. What's the award for being the best dentist? A Uh, plaque. A plaque. Okay. Well, with that, maybe we should entertain ourselves with a little bit of music, don't you think? Uh, Definitely. Yes. (laughs) Let's see here. Which which one do you want to try here? Uh, Olivia. Olivia? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. What am I doing wrong here? There it is. Olivia Newton-John. Physical.
Not to interrupt, but we're nearly uh, at the end of our hour, folks. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you on Monday. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH FMs. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. President Biden has arrived in Poland after an emergency meeting in Brussels on the war in Ukraine. Correspondent Stephen Portnoy begins team coverage. After receiving a briefing on the humanitarian efforts being undertaken here in Poland, the president will meet with some of the 10,000 U.S. troops now stationed in this country. To ensure that we have robust deterrence and assurance. Uh, in the face of Russian aggression. Jake Sullivan, the president's national security advisor, told reporters on Air Force One that NATO was now making contingency plans if Russia should decide to attack inside the alliance's territory. Yesterday,